This episode of Cast of Crazy is brought to you by... Eager Raven returns to Kickstarter in its first trade paperback collecting issues 1 through 4 in one full-color volume. Eager Raven, heir of the first unicorn, is the story of a unicorn princess exiled into the mortal realm after she is betrayed by her elf prince husband-to-be, dragons overtake her kingdom, and how she trains to become a knight with the help of an unusual trio of blacksmiths. It's a mature audience telling of the classic hero's journey with a soap opera twist. So check out Eager Raven, heir of the first unicorn, volume one today. Good morning, George. What's going on in the morning brew today? In the morning, Brew, we're going to be talking about Dilbert, Dark Horse, and Duckets. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, fuck ahead. <laughs> Today, a cup of Joe and an episode. Catch the crazies. What's mm-hmm. up? Yes, indeed. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the morning brew with the crazy crew. Your boys, you know how we do. We are here talking about some stuff. We're gonna be talking about Dilbert. Remember that, that comic strip, Dilbert. I don't know if you guys remember that. We're gonna be talking about that. Dark Horse has some news, and um, topic of the day later on is going from uh, from a full time job to a brokepreneur back maybe to a full-time job and you know the, the things that happen in between we're going to be talking about that with sammy because he's about to make some moves uh in the next in the next few weeks i would say uh, a couple of days <laughs> uh we're also going to be talking about you know a little more duty because there's nearly my toilet is live right now the campaign is live so yeah. you definitely want to check that out yeah, but uh but yeah my brother i'm freaking uh i'm excited for you i know it's 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 a slow burn and as, if anybody's done a campaign they know it's 30 days of just it's like boot camp, son. Oh, yeah, it I'm, is uh, not easy. My legacy is 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 uh it's not running right out the door. I'm a slow slow burner. Every everyone. <laughs> well, the first the first day of my toilet was different. Um, but uh, the second one was, I think it took four days to um get funded, and uh, yeah. you know, right now we are about like forty seven percent there. Um, uh, and uh, so, you know, it's you know when you're when you when you create. And um, and you love what you do. You get this. You get you get concerned. You know, especially with crowdfunded. You're like, whoa! I thought, you know, it's like Stress. at this point, I thought, you know, um, that it, it'd be moving a little faster. You know, with the reception I got at the conventions, um, all that stuff. And uh, so it's it's one of those things that um, I know that it's an oddball concept, and which requires out of the box thinking and the approach to promote it. I guess, you know, until I get it, because really the parents are the decision makers um, mm-hmm, and, yeah. you know, the adults who find it to, you know, they're like, oh, you know, I, I, I'm going to go over here with this dark stuff. I'm going to go over here with this stuff. I'm not sure. I don't want anybody to see me read this. But, you know, if you like Calvin and Hobbes, Calvin and Hobbes, tons of adults have liked it. Um, Dilbert, there was so many fans of Dilbert, um, the, the comic strip. If, uh, if you read any Garfield comic strips, you know, Beetle Bailey, um, you know, this this. You know, peanuts, all adults love peanuts. So it's in all ages. And it's just, I got to figure out a way, a creative way to really communicate to the masses. 
Hey, yeah. Good What's up? Areli is good morning. Good morning. Um, yeah, I, I think it's it is. It's it's a slow burn. I just think that crowdfunding is hard, man. Crowdfunding is not easy. I, I, it's a lot easier at a convention. And we've said this even from the beginning. The born loser comic strip. The born loser, I remember that. Yeah. Um I, I think that's about me. <laughs> no, no. You never seen that that comic strip? The born loser. No, it's no, funny. No. It's funny. Um <laughs> But I, but I think, and we've always said this, it's very different to sell a comic at a convention than it is on social media, right? Even though there's a lot of, because there was a lot of, there are a lot of choices at, at a convention, just like they are in, in, so, in uh, on Kickstarter. But the one-on-one -on -one interaction is the difference. You know, your sales pitch, what you tell people, I see on, on, on Insta, on Kickstarter, it's just one thing. It's just one sales pitch and that's it. And you know, you have to try to be as concise as possible because people lose interest, just like you right now. Look at you. Your eyes are wandering all over the place. People got ADD. You, you lose it right, really no, quick. My, you my have to grab wandering. it. It's, I, you know, I'm, I'm at the command center, so I'm looking at everything. But that's <laughs> what I'm saying. See, but that's what I mean. People have other things going on. That's my point. Mm -hmm. So I may be speaking, but you have so many other things going on that keeping your focus is, is, is hard. And that's what happens. That's what happens on social media. You go into Kickstarter, for example. If I'm scrolling through your page and I and and I can't make up my mind right now, somebody just called me or, oh, shoot, I got to watch this show I forgot to watch. And you leave the app and you come back to it later. It's like, you. it's almost like you have to catch them right off the bat. And that's the question, how? What is that thing that's going to capture their attention and get them and make them pledge? And, you know, hey, if you guys are watching and you guys have done crowdfunding campaigns, what has, what has helped? What are some of the things that have helped you? Because I think we all learn from each other when we're doing these campaigns. Yeah. And there are different things. And even as and, and as an audience member, people watching, what are some of the things that you are looking for in campaigns that make you pull the trigger right away? What is it? What is it about the campaign? We've seen it. Yeah, because duty, duty, I'm not putting in, you know, I'm not, I'm not putting in the, the skirts. You know, I, I, I was I was just gonna say <laughs> there's that. no tea, there's we no see, TNA in duty. We see that a lot. We That's see that yeah. A lot. It's it's, it's, it's those everybody plays, is those fun quick. Yeah. Even if the content of the book doesn't call for it, they're getting people to do variant covers that have it. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and I just you know that's not that's not my audience. Um, yeah, duty is well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you. I mean, you can't. How how how, how are you going to justify selling? You, you know, you talk about kids and, and, and education. Like Collectors, detectors. People good seem morning. to respond to contests and giveaways. Giveaways are good. What's yeah. going on? Good morning. Good morning. Um, good yeah, morning. yeah. No, no, absolutely. I think that is a good point. I, we were talking off the air before this, and I was telling Sam, like incentives. People yeah. love incentives. You know what? Why should I pledge? What am I going to get other than what I'm already? Oh, that's, 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 that's Murphy. <laughs> that's oh, Keith, what up? You know what? Every I knew that every time he gets like, us, that's somebody. What up, Keith? <laughs> Keith's got one coming up. October yeah, what October second or third, right, Keith? Yeah, um, you launching. I think he's gonna be on the third show. one. Yeah. yeah, he's launching the third, uh, third installment. Hey, uh, man, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what up, Brandon? Uh, we had a good show with Brandon last night. Um, that was a good one. Also, he's got he's got stuff stuff coming out. Ten three, there it is. There it is. Yeah, October third, Keith Murphy. Don't forget, he's got uh, he's got his book coming out. Uh, Road yeah. to Valhalla. Yeah, Road to Valhalla is coming out. Number three. Big shout out to you. And Brandon Ingram, he's got yep, he's got his book uh, coming out this May Avenue. Numbers one and two coming out uh, October eighteenth. So yeah. if you haven't signed up, make sure you check out the show last night and sign up for that. Yeah, we um, had um, and yeah, we had another guest on last night. Um, 
He has uh, Frankenstein Unconquered. He's on Kickstarter okay. right now. Yeah, if oh, you didn't nice. check out that episode, awesome. that was a good episode. Um, cool. cool. But yeah, yeah, I think, um, um, yeah, yeah, I think that's the the, the case. Is that I, I guess I have to start communicating that out uh, because I, you know, I looked at the threshold. I was like, all right, seventy, you know, seventy five backers. I guess because the campaign number one, we had eighty six backers. That's all right. So let me start the stretch goal at seventy five. Right. Let me not assume that I'm going to get the 86 because the second one, it, I lost some backers. Right. So um, trying to figure out how to get people excited around yeah. um, um, the, the campaign. And uh, I mean, if you're watching this now and you're listening to us on Twitch or on Facebook or wherever it is, you know, um, um, the link is in the summary. Check it out. There's nearly in my toilet. Um, and uh, hey, what is it? You're halfway there. Yeah, I know. Right. Um, halfway there. I, I, don't I know lost backers on my second book too. Yeah, I think I've lost backers on every book, uh, every campaign. Um, I've seen. People... Well, when, when you say when you say you lost backers, do you mean that they they backed and then they pulled backed out? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. That happened. I think the biggest one was in Forbidden. I think it was a few hundred dollars um, 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 worth of backing that pulled out like a couple of days before the campaign ended. Um, yeah. That happens, you know. You know, people change their mind, and uh, yeah. I, I've never done it. You know, if I if I'm going to commit to you and I back you, I'm I'm staying. I'm, I'm going to stay. Uh, um, uh, but uh, yeah, I think the hard part is, you know, uh, the easy part is like it would be easy if the if I was at a convention right now promoting the campaign because that's what happened last time. Yeah, I was at the convention. People signed up from the convention. Um, the word got out. It's harder when you're online and on social media. Don't come back for two. Yeah, this is that's why I'm on three. And I'm like, hello, hello. <laughs> I'm like, hello. yeah. But uh, yeah, but this one's exciting. It's it's there's nail in my toilet. Book number three. It's I Chihuahua. Dude, he finally gets into the house. If you've read issues one and two, you know that he crash landed on Earth and he was just trying to survive the elements from lion, from wolves and bears and 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 woodpeckers and, and and squirrels and so in this issue um he finally gets to a house there's a her there's a chihuahua named herman who thinks dude he's a talking jalapeno there's an intruder in the house he's trying to find it uh the father thinks that the that herman's losing his mind because the house is getting torn up um and he's trying to figure out what's going on with herman and uh at the same time the government's tracking down the ufo and they found the crash site and uh so all all, all doors are closing in on duty and um but that's not it. You know, there's also for you, the parents out there, if you're a parent out there, there's Duty's Adventures. It's an interactive storybook. So Duty Adventures, I modified it based on feedback I got from industry pros. And so, you know, the, the feedback was they love the concept. It's just the way I formatted the book wasn't trendy. And so I went back and I rethought about it. And I took feedback from like people like Aurelis and, and people at the conventions. And I asked. And um, so I just said, all right, you know what? The comic book itself has four pages of trivia, um, puzzles, uh, and all these things. So I said, let me change the, the the storybook. And so instead of turning the page and reading the story on the left-hand side and then, then looking at the image on the right-hand side, I actually put word balloons, like almost like a comic strip, on the actual story. But then on the left-hand side is trivia. Um, so, and there's Professor Ramsey's asking the child to answer multiple choice questions based on what they just read on that page. And the mother or the father or the guardian and the child can do it together and have fun. And then at the last, at the end of the book, the child gets to continue the story. They have four, three pages where they can write their own story and continue how they want to see what happened in the next adventure in duty or how they would like to see it end. 
and then they could they get another three pages to draw their character. So it's very interactive. Um, uh, what's, let's see what Aurelis is saying. I explained the duty Uranus joke to my daughter, and her mind was blown. <laughs> Bendito, they're so innocent. <laughs> oh man, I wish I was a fly on the wall. Oh, you love you explain that. that. Awesome. Oh my That's god, awesome. um, that is great and then and then 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 there's the incentive of you know hoping with uh do these monsters on um planet cthulhu which is a stretch goal you get another story and it's a different story and has that and duty's not on earth it's a, it's away from earth years after his time on earth and he goes on another adventure and he goes after this mystical creature mythical creature uh cthulhu's that um um he heard about um he knows nothing about though and so he's going, he doesn't know what he's getting himself into. So there's another adventure that he goes on. And um, so um, I worked really hard on this campaign. Give it a shot if you haven't done so already. You know, it, 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 you get it all in November. So if you want a Christmas present, you can get the bundle. There's a starter kit bundle um, that you can get uh, for Christmas. In fact, um, I'll uh, play the video to show you what the starter kit bundle, um, the actual book looks like. So here it is. Welcome to There's an Alien in My Toilet, book number three on Kickstarter. I am so excited about this right here, this custom sketchbook. I worked really hard to bring something that's unique for each creator in your child. And this is part of a starter kit. And if you pick up this starter kit, only 20 available, every first page of the starter kit will have a custom sketch by me. Plus a personalized letter for your child by duty, encouraging them to continue to draw and create new worlds. I can't wait to see what they create. I hope to see you on Kickstarter. Have fun. Have a great day. So this is exciting. Um, there's only 18 left in the bundle. And for a kid who loves to draw, loves to create, um, what a great way to get their, a duty sketchbook. And the first page that they turn is a sketch um, uh, of duty by me. And then they also have a personalized letter. So you send me the name of the person and I write, and then duty writes a letter, encouraging them to continue with their journey in, in art. Um, and it comes with the coloring book, the guidebook, the copy of issue three and the pack of trading cards. Um, and so, you know, I, I thought of like how to incorporate the whole family in this. So there's something for everybody, for the adults, for the kids. Um, and it's, and it's fun and it's just, you know, I, I just need more eyes on it and uh, trying to get the word out, out, out there. So if you're out there and you're listening, give it a shot. If you haven't done so already, if, you, if you're if you thinking about what, what to get the kids in the Christmas, this is a great way to um, put something in the tree where they'll have fun, learn, and create. And that's the best thing to do in life. That ends tonight, right? The uh, the, the bundle ends. Uh, that bundle ends tonight, yeah. So, tonight, um, yeah. Um, um, But you can still get the sketchbooks alone without the bundle, without the personalization, all that stuff. Um, but with the personalized and the sketch and all that other stuff, it comes in the bundle and it's a huge savings. If you bought everything separately, it's saving about $25. So there's a big yeah. discount that as well. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, good stuff, man. I, I think that if you guys haven't done so yet, check out the campaign. Um, if you have already pledged, you know, share it out, tell your friends, maybe somebody that's got kids that maybe want, you know, want to pick up something that they may want to read or something like that, you know, pick it up and check it out I, I was telling you earlier today you were talking about the the backer goals i i just think when we're you know when we're starting out i think starting the goals out a little a little smaller sometimes is good yeah. too like you know the backer goals just going in increments i did that for my campaign and it worked really well by the end of the campaign i had about 135 people so yeah i think you know, I'm gonna I, I, I worked my way up so this is this is an idea that george gave me this morning and uh he's like you know do it at uh, 25 and and everybody will get 
um, uh, PDF uh, um, uh, print. So I just did a new print um, um, on my drawing live stream yesterday. So if you've been watching my live streams, you'll know. So for the, the first 25 of you who actually uh, backed it, um, you'll get this digital copy of Cowboy Duty. Um, uh, and I'll send that to you. And then uh, I will update my Kickstarter today. And so for every 25, there's going to be a new print. Um, so, and that means, um, you know, everyone's going to get something really cool um, downloads. So that's the first one. So for the first 25 of you, thank you so much. You're all going to get that in your inbox. Awesome, bro. Awesome. I get you. Yeah, and, and you know what? Like the next 25, I mean, you do live drawings every day for those yeah. who don't know and are watching. Sam is on the channel every day. What time you go on? Usually noon? Around I usually noon? Go on, yeah, noon your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, your live drawings. So these drawings are being, you are creating these drawings yourself. These aren't things that are being sent out and he's got an artist working on. No, he is the artist. He is the writer of the book. And um, you get so you're getting something from from you, and which I think it's it's it makes it that more much more special when you're getting these prints. Um, yeah, no, that's cool, man. I, listen, I I think I think it's gonna yeah, obviously I think it's gonna it's gonna you know fund. It's gonna take a little time, but you know I I, I won't be surprised if you like somebody's hand was coming <laughs> into my car. Right? I'm like, ah! <laughs> I was like I'm dead. We're, gonna, we're witnessing a travesty. <laughs> Yo, you know it's messed up, Sam. You didn't even say. You didn't even say, "Look out, bro." No. You didn't even say, "George, look out." You were just like, oh, "I was ready to duck." I was like, "Oh, this is why. This is why it can't be my road dog, bro." Somebody's reaching into my car. No, I was just, ready. Uh, I was ready. I was like, "What uh, Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what you're gonna do. I got you. This mother, is yeah, mother. In the wood. Samurai. <laughs> oh man, I don't even know what I was saying. But anyway. <laughs> Make sure you you make sure you pledge if you haven't done so yet. Oh, and and, and speaking of like speaking of um of just comic strips and comic books and kids and stuff like that. Not that Dilbert was a comic strip for kids, but Sam, you get up early, man. Do this to do this show. <laughs> um, what I was gonna say, uh, Dilbert, you had some. You, you were talking about something about Dilbert the comic strip. It's, yes, Dilbert uh, the comic strip was uh, pulled from eighty newspapers. Um. And, oh, so uh, you see, even 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 the mainstream things get uh, you know are, are are having trouble staying in newspapers. So what what what's the article? So what's the reason? What what happened? It says the popular Dilbert comic strip that parodies the trials and tribulations of office life is being pulled from nearly eighty publications where it regularly appeared, according to its author. Dilbert was canceled in seventy seven newspapers this week. Damn. Our Scott Adams tweeted Tuesday. The elimination of the 33-year-old strip appears to be one of many cuts made by Lee Enterprises, which is reportedly scaling back its cartoon pages overall. Mm. The reaction to Adam's announcement on Twitter was divided between fans who will be missing Dilbert in their funny pages and critics who don't find it funny at all. And that's what, that's what you know, social media is not very social. So... Um, you have one person saying, you know, am I being controversial um, if I say I still enjoy the strip? And another person says, have you ever tried making it funny or good? Damn. <laughs> Damn. Body blow. Body blow. Damn. Illustrator Dan Carraro uh, said the cartoon Bizarre was also a casualty of Lee Enterprises. Reduction in a number of comic strips. So that's another comic strip. So it seems like they're eliminating comic strips uh, or how much real estate they take in newspapers. And they're real. They're saying which one. They look. I guess they they want what's popping and what's trending. And um, some of these iconic brands are just falling off to the wayside. 
You know, when you said about, like, when you described what it was about, office, like, it's just office. How many people are really going to offices now? It's not not today. It's not, right. So people are working from home now. They're not going to the office, you know, that kind of stuff. And damn, that's 33 years of Dilbert. Damn. Yo. To be pulled from, that's a long time, dude. 33 years? That generational wealth is gone. (laughs) Jeez, bro, that's speaking a long ass time. I, I like exactly. Gilbert. I, right. I, I can tell you right now, the last time I read the newspaper comic strip was when the Sunday papers was being delivered, the Daily News, and you get, and then you had that whole thing was full color on Sundays. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that was I, and that, that was probably like the early nineties. Uh, I haven't yeah. read a comic strip, and that's just me. Um, I know mm-hmm. I went, I, I I transitioned into comic books, um, uh, but yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough industry. How many people are still reading newspapers, like in general, like as a whole? I mean, I don't know. I I, I don't read newspapers anymore. Um, so yeah, I that, love reading. Sucks. I love reading the papers. Um, yeah. it, it, it always on, it really on Sundays because Sundays was the day you were off. You know, you had breakfast, you sat down, you had a nice cup of coffee, and you just start flipping through. Um, and it usually was the like the sports sections, it was the car, you know, the comic strip sections, it was the advertisements, like the you know, you know, what was what was what were the sales at Macy's or what were the sales that you know, yeah, so you look at all that stuff. Um, so if it wasn't like so sports or whatever, or if anything mob related, like whenever there was an article about some mobster, I was like, Oh, one, let me see what happened here, you know. Um, that was the stuff that intrigued me. Um, yeah, I just feel like you can get you can get all that stuff on your phone now. You know, yeah, yeah. the newspaper. But, it's just, like the, but it's just same thing with books. It's just it's something cool about holding something in your hand and flipping, and you know, yeah. it's a uh, very different. Yeah, and if you want to go shopping, you know, there's Amazon and there's all these other online, you know, shopping places you can go to. I feel like every store has its own website where you can just order stuff from their website. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's it, it's tough, man. Freaking Dilbert, bites the dust. Newspapers are mostly online now when it comes to people reading it, but I'm not sure how many of those people keep scrolling to get the funny pages. Yeah, 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 it's true. And the, the funny page, I'm so like, yeah, I'm surprised more strips. You don't hear of more strips being pulled. No, at this point, I think the know? ones that are surviving are the political comic strips because it's satire and they're poking they're poking fun at the 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 existing politicians and uh so you'll see that at the new york times and that, and that kind of stuff and the um, well street. yeah political cartoons i've always yeah. got, i've always that's had one that's going to trend because it's relevant it's today so it's, it's targeting what's happening today or a speech somebody made or whatever or policy that they put in place um i think with dilbert i think it hasn't it's almost like blockbuster uh and it's just speculating i'm you know i'm assuming it didn't adjust with the trend and um you know, and because of that, it's not bringing in the eyes. And so that's what happens. It becomes, you know, everything survives. Um, yep. Yep. You know, I'm curious now. I'm going to have to go pick up a newspaper and see what what comic strips are still in there. You know, like what comic strips are still in my local newspaper. I'm going to go pick up the Daily News yeah. and check that out. But, yeah, it, 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 it sucks. It's, a, it, it's, a, it's almost like an end of an era. You know, it, it just it reminds me of how much older I'm getting. We're like, I... Could still remember like some of these things that are be- that are being taken away. It's kind of it's kind of crazy. Oh, we've come, 
to, to the end of the, the road. End of the road. <laughs> Sing it, Wanye. What, what were the names of the boys? To me? I don't even know the names boys of the guys. Boys, boys to men. Men. No, I know, but I, I don't remember. I don't remember their individual names. I never knew. Oh, I don't know their names. I know. I know the new additions' names. Boys of course. Names. Of course, but as I'm saying, you don't know like even some of the even even some of the like your, your boys and you kids on the block. You knew some. You knew their names. Yeah. I don't know boys to men's names. I I oh. don't know who they were. I, Wanye, I think, was one of them. I don't even remember. It was like some weird name. But those those kids had hits. They had hits. They had hits. <laughs> yeah, unbended, unbended knee. Oh, unbended man. knee. What? They had some songs. Check them out over. for you youngsters out there. Check out Boys to Men. Go go yeah. look them up on. Uh, on yeah, you you brought that up, and I Apple couldn't music. remember. I couldn't help but remember. Um, what was the name of um the movie with Morgan Freeman and he was the principal? And oh yeah, kids. lean on me. Yeah, no, lean no, no, on me. No. Was, was, was yeah, that? Yeah. yeah, it was lean on me, right? Yeah, and then in the bathroom yeah. they sang the the school. Oh album. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that Silk or Shy? Was it Silk? I think it was. It might have been Silk. I think it was Silk. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. Silk. Yeah. That school was in Patterson. In Patterson, yeah. right? It wasn't where where Anibal, our friend Anibal Arroyo is from. Yeah, they, they, they were all singing except for the little guy who was the actor. He was just yeah, yeah, the, the, the yeah. chubby kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that movie opens up crazy, bro. Like the opening scene of that of that movie, some girl running out through the hallways with no bra on. I was like, yeah. "What the hell happened in that school? Yeah. That high school was crazy, bro." Ah, oh, it was good though. It was a good movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know me, Jesus brought it back. Anyway, what we what we got next from uh, from Lean on Me to Dark Horse? Hold on, let's what, see. I'm not what's going that, on with Dark Horse? I'm not even that old, but it's weird that getting a newspaper and turning to the comic strips is now a nostalgic thing. That like finding. Yeah, yeah. Oh right man, there. blockbuster on a Friday night, brother. They still have that, that they, was the joint. Yeah, man. I think, but the last time I went to a blockbuster was probably ten years ago. Yeah, it was on. It was in Times Square. It oh, was not, not in Times Square, but it was on Eighth Avenue, um, um, down the block from uh, Rite Aid or uh, Rite Aid or was it Dwayne Reed? Dwayne Reed. Mm -hmm. And uh, I went in there with my wife. We were like, and it was like we got that nostalgic feeling. I was like, oh man, it's been a minute since we've been in here. And uh, you know, yeah, man, that was the joint. That was the joint. Going in there, getting a movie, maybe renting a game. And so they and they sold the bucket microwave popcorn, and then they had the popcorn that you yes. could take it home. Yes, you know, was. and then you had to return the movie in a couple of days. But who cares? It was that it was that experience, man. Yeah. That's that's different now, bro. It's different. It's Everything different. is is anti-social now. Yeah, because you yeah. went to blockbuster, do it from home. Do and then someone's home. and then it's like you, you can't find the movie, and then you see the guy coming, he's putting the movies in the show. Someone just returns us. Oh, I want that. You know, it's like yeah, oh, that. Yeah, you know? that was that moment, man. Yeah. That was great. That was you're in the aisle, and, and someone's like, Did you see that movie? And you start talking with a stranger about a movie. It's like it, it was uh good times. It was great time, bro. It was a great time. Just you know how much time you could spend at a blockbuster looking through movies to watch that weekend. It was great. Speaking great. Uh, things yeah. don't change though. Things don't change. Yeah, for sure. For uh, so sure. yeah, so uh, Penguin Random House expands partnership with Dark Horse to distribute single issue comics and manga. So Dark Horse announced on Wednesday that it has entered into an exclusive worldwide multi-year agreement with the Penguin Random House Publishing Group for the latter's sales and distribution of Dark Horse's new newly published and backlisted single issue comic book periodicals, graphic novels, and manga to direct market comic shops. The direct market is mostly composed of comic stores that receive their inventories from certain distributors separate from uh, most other kinds of bookstores and mass market retailers. This expands the company's current partnership in which Penguin Random House 
sells and distributes dark horses, trade books, and graphic novels. So they're going from expanding from just doing the graphic novels and trades to actually doing the comic books. So Diamond Distribution was Dark Horse's previous partner for nearly 30 years. Dark Horse's products will still remain available on Diamond. It's going to be available until whatever they've already partnered whatever with. That, yeah, uh, whatever the thing is over. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so Premium Rambo House, uh, their services include Seven Seas Entertainment, Kodansha USA Publishing, which handles the Kodansha Comics and Vertical Imprints, Square Enix Holdings uh, for its Square Enix Manga and Books and Publishing Label, and Dark Horse Comics. Wow. Well, Viacom announced that in November 2020, it has agreed to sell the publishing business from Simon & Schuster to Penguin. Oh, Penguin is just Damn. dominating. Penguin. Yo, doesn't, doesn't Penguin Random House also distribute Marvel stuff? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, right. Oh man, Penguin is taking over. Random housing playing, bro. Holy oh, cow! Yeah, wow. so that's huge news. Um, you know, there's a, there's a, but again, <clears throat> and it goes back to the, when you have large companies scooping up and eating up all the smaller divisions, and um, at what point is it, uh, an, um, it becomes a monopoly? It makes it harder for people to get published because now there's there's like a one machine um and your options are limited you know so i think that makes that a little more challenging when you're scooping up all of these businesses bro the the fall of diamond is epic like the way that company has fallen is just crazy because remember at one point i remember when we first started self-publishing being in diamond was like you're legit buddy like whenever anybody asked us about our comic books they were like are you in diamond and that if we said no, yeah, and if, if we said no, it was like, I'll wait till you get into Diamond to kind of pick up your comic kind of it's thing. It's right like, here. It's right here. <laughs> like, it's on the table. It's on the table, dude. What are you doing? So so Diamond was a such a big name. Yeah. And all of a sudden now it's like, as soon as Marvel walked away from it, DC walked away from it. First, and you got to give a shout out to um to what was the small press um that that walked away from them first Alterna. that went and started Alterna started distributing. They walked away as soon as they started walking away. They lost everything because, I mean, I think Image still goes through them and they still have some stuff. I'm sure that they still have their thing. But at one point, they they were the go to guys. Diamond was it, like the you know that that book that thick ass book the previews book. That was the book. And now it just seems like everybody's just picking. It's like it's it's a carcass and everybody's just picking from it. You know what I mean? They're just picking yeah. it and, and taking it apart. Well, you know, I think you and know the and big dogs are killing it right now. It goes back to karma, right? Because because Diamond was the only fish in town. Yeah. So they called the shots. They 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 basically muscled the retailers. You know, they yeah. gave them they, they were very difficult to deal with. What would it take uh, like 60% of some shit of yeah, the sales? You know, they were ship damaged goods and they were, you know, and they would it was all this crazy stuff that you hear all the retailers were complaining about throughout the years, and they made it very hard. You had to jump through hoops if you wanted if you were a little guy, unless you had a marketing budget. You know, they would tell you no, but if you said, "Hey, I, I'll buy a full page ad," then they'll distribute you, right? So it was yeah. one of those things where, oh, they'll they'll say, "Well, you know, the art is not there, so the story's not compelling enough, or whatever it is." And it's like, "Well, I got ten grand for ads. Okay, we'll distribute it." You yeah. know what I mean? So it's one. So of those it's things. not about the art. It wasn't about the art. It, it was, was never the about the art. You know. So I right. think you know, after a while, people's like, you know, I'm trying to, I'm tired of being treated this way. I'm looking for a partnership. You know, you make money, I make money, we all make money. Um, and so yeah. it was only a matter of time when somebody comes in and says, yo, I, I think I'm going to, instead of complaining about it, I'm going to be about it and I'm going to change the game. 
and that's it. And the game has been changed. They're, I mean, they're out of it. <laughs> they're pretty much out of it. I mean, I, like I said, I think Image still distributes to them, and there are some. I think they dy- still distribute dynamite. toys, right? Don't they distribute toys? Yeah, they distribute toys, and I think Dynamite might might be a distributor, um, might be a comic company that's still distributing to them. Yeah. But for the most part, the big guys have left, and they've gone on to do their own thing yeah. um, for distribution. But but everybody and and, and and so it's like a word of caution too because how many indies who's uh, who've announced online I'm going to be a distributor, you know you know we're going to performing a distribution come with us we're going to have a a, a a brochure put your stuff on our online uh, catalog and put it in up and we're going to have uh, mail to order catalogs as well and they've come and they've gone right so the intent was to to change the game they just didn't have the means and know how uh, because I can tell you right now over the years we've interviewed a few. Who were announcing that they were coming out with their own version of distribution and they disappeared. Um, so it's, a t- it's not an easy uh, it's endeavor. Tough. Yeah, you know? it's tough. It's tough because you know there's a lot of legwork. I mean, even when you do it for yourself, like when you're you know self-distributing stuff, guerrilla distributing distribution, right? And you got to call all of these stores, or you got to yes. contact all of these stores on your own. How many stores are you actually getting through? And how many times when you call are you actually talking to the decision maker? You may not. You know, so there's there's a lot of stuff that has to that you have to go through to get to anyone at the store who will say, "Yeah, I'll pick that up." And how many people are going to take a chance on, on an indie? Not too many stores want to take a chance on the indie because they don't see any value or how much money they're going to make on an indie comic. Right. So, yeah, it's 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 a tough gig to to try to. That's why that's why those big guys take over because they think they know what will sell, so they'll pick up what they think they can move. And that's it. Everybody we else taking over yeah. one comic at a time. We taking mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. All, right. All right. All right. I feel you, dog. I feel you. Um, but yeah, so that's 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 some stuff. So Dark Horse and uh has teamed up with uh with Penguin Random House to distribute their single issues and some of the manga books that they're I did publishing, send, I, I did I did send uh forbidden to Dark Horse. I got no response. I'm just <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's tough. tough. It's tough. tough. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough business. It's tough. It's, it's, tough, yeah, it's tough trying to um do this, play this game. You have to have you have to have a side hustle because this game is tough. Well, then that's a great segue to the next topic of discussion. Yeah. Sammy, you you you've been through it all. You 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 know you had a a, a nice gig, nice job. You know, wearing the suits. You know, corporate America. Then you said, you know what? The pandemic happened. Yeah, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see what happens with this with this publishing thing, that the brokerpreneur thing. And, and so now, where where are we now with uh, with your endeavors? Well, I'll tell you right now. Don't try to be. <laughs> don't try to be a brokerpreneur when, when there's a lockdown, when there's mass hysteria, don't when there's do it. chaos and unrest in, in society. It's just the worst timing uh, for me. You know, a lot of it was. Um, um, you know, my, the company I worked for, I thought I was going to retire with this company. So I thought I was going to be working for this company until, you know, the, you know, the last day, uh, because I loved the organization. I loved um, the people, the person I reported to. Um, I loved the team that I built. And that then when they went under and they closed up because of the pandemic, um, you know, I was at a crossroads. And so, it, and as I'm getting ready to respond, because as soon as recruiters found out, um, that they closed, I got hit up. I, I was getting hit up left and right because of my reputation in the East Coast, in New York. It's very different from out here, uh, right? So, um, <laughs> and so, very um, different. 
then we had a family meeting and they were like, you know what? Um, you know, why don't you go after your dream? And so, you know, we ran the numbers, we did the finances, like if we sell the house, you know, blah, 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 we can, you can have enough money to sustain for this X amount of time and blah, 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 and try to build it. So it was the biggest, it was the most fearful decision I ever made in my life. I was, I was panicked. I was like, this is comics, you know, it's tough, you know, trying to break into this thing and try to do, you know, um, and, uh, but I was like, you know what, Sam, if it makes you feel uncomfortable, maybe this is the right thing to do. So I said, all right, you know, I always preach it to my team, take risks, go after your dreams, all that stuff. So I'm going to go after my dream. And so I went in, I went all in, you know, I put all the chips on the table and then I put everything on black. <laughs> and um, the reality is um, it was a lot harder um, because of the, the everything changed so much. Um, yeah. And it wasn't until this past year where the, you know, the conventions started moving and all that other stuff and people started going out. Um, so I'm at the point where, you know, the, um, that, that, that hourglass, the sand is, uh, is almost over and I have to go back to work. And, uh, so the, that's the second part of it. Right. So now I'm like, all right, what does that look like? Because, um, it's harder out here for me to find employment than it is in New York. If I went to New York right now, I'd have a, I'd have a, a position right now, um, out here, I'm up against everybody from California, everybody that came here from New York, all this flooding. So there's a monopoly. I mean, there's a, that. The 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 um the supply is greater than the demand out here, so they're scrutinizing everybody. It doesn't matter what my resume is or my track record is. They're looking at how much we have to pay this guy, what this guy, but Bob, boom, boom, boom. Um, so uh, it's been tougher, but I have to go back to work. So I decided, you know what, you know, put my pride aside, you know, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be. Uh, you know, doing some Uber Eats until I get a secure job and uh, I'm going to start tomorrow and, uh, you know, I'm going to be a madman, you know. I'm going to be out there with my CB on and like, I got what you yeah. Um, Because uh, the reality yeah. is it's not sustainable and um, I'm yeah. not what I'd be. See, but I, I think that because part of, part of when we, we talked about this offline too is like part of those jobs where you would be perfectly qualified for it right which is whether it's managerial or, or whatever at a, at a high high um high position take up a lot of your time a lot of my time there's a lot of there's a lot of you know working long hours and you're always on the clock and you know yeah you're on salary but you're always on the clock and and those kind of things and so that leaves very little time for your passion right what you really love to do and so there's that decision right there's that decision to make Whereas what you're doing now, even with this, for example, this Uber Eats thing, for example, you still have time to do what you love to do and still make a little money on the side until hopefully this takes off. And and I, and I got to say, I, I got to give a big shout out to Christian Aluas, who has a book out. Um, it's a living, it's called. And yes. it's, a, it's all about, um, you know, being an entrepreneur and being a, a self, uh, what do you call that? Uh, a freelancer yeah. as far as an artist goes. But even that, that takes up a lot of time because you're working to produce somebody else's stuff a lot of the times. And how much time does that leave for you to do your own thing? Right. Because like you said, it's, it's a tough business. It's not, it's not easy to break in. You, you know, it's very, very rarely does somebody have an idea and all of a sudden everybody wants to jump on it and they give them millions of dollars. Robert Kirkman made the walking dead, but it's not like he did that overnight. I mean, he was doing other stuff before yeah. that, you know, invincible didn't kick off until maybe last year. And that, and that kind of book has been out for years, mm -hmm. you know? So 
it's not something that happens right away. It's not something that happens easily and and and, and right off right off the bat. So it, it, it's tough. It, it's it is a tough business. It is a tough business. And we've known that for a long time. It, it's always yeah, been it, it, yeah, exactly. And I think that's the that's the um what so you know it's when I look at what I did for these two years. I mean, I worked fourteen hour days. I mean, I had a yeah. full time job. I worked fourteen hour days grinding. You know, writing, drawing, promoting the podcast, you know, um, 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 networking, um, you know, trying to go out there. And I, you know, it, so for me, I've always been working. Even when I stopped working, I, it just changed. So instead of me going to the office at six in the morning, getting back home at eight o'clock at night, working in my studio till one in the morning, going to sleep, sleeping four and a half hours, five hours and getting up and doing it again. I was getting up at six in the morning coming up here, not coming down right. to 10 o'clock at night, you know what I'm saying? Right, that was right, right. You know, I, I put out more content um, than I ever have. Um, the the only, the problem is the game has changed. The world has changed. Everything has changed. It's constantly yes. changing, and it changes on a dime. And because of fears and this and that, whatever, and people are looking for those, those fast sound bites and those, and, um, and you know, what's trending now is I'm not in line with what's trending. You know, I have an all ages alien book and, um, you know, what's trending is like, you know, a lot of, uh, whether it's, um, um, what is it, uh, um, um, whether it's adult content, whether it's, um, horror, whether it's, um, LGBTQ, um, those are the trending things that's happening right now. And duty just, uh, you know, he's a whimsical, goofy alien from another planet who comes to earth and on an adventure. So it's hard to rise to the surface, um, when you're, when you have all this stuff, it's just, it makes it a lot more challenging. Um, but I won't compromise. Um, I'm going to still stay, you know, steadfast with it. It's just a reality as I come to the I was like, I had to make the decision for myself. It's like, it's time for me to go back to work. I have to, I, there's no way I looked at the, I looked at the well, the well's going to run dry. It's time for me to make the move. Um, hey, what's up, JD? No shame in grinding JD. out a side gig or a day job while you don't your craft. I keep the day job because I need the benefits. Yeah. Uh, Fabi, Peter, David, and others are adjusted jobs at Marvel and sales and advertising as they wrote in comics. Absolutely, man. Damn, yeah, no. Man. I mean, and, and again, it's like, I've been doing that. I mean, I've been doing that since I was, uh, since I started comics, you know, I've always had a full-time job. It wasn't until I decided to be a brokepreneur that I didn't work for somebody else. Um, so that was also the uncomfortable thing. It's like, whoa, I'm not getting up to go to an office. I'm not getting a call saying we got, we got, uh, we got something happening at this location. You need to fly it over here or whatever. All these things like, wait, I'm, I'm a citizen now. Right. You know, so like, how do I now, how do I take this and turn it around and get in the game and try to figure this out? And, um, it's just been a tougher education for me. And, um, you know, so now I just have to go back and uh, and uh, see what happens. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I'm a big I'm a big believer in things happen for a reason. I think one of the things that came out, if anything, um, that was very positive that came out of out of, I guess, you being out of a full time job and working in this industry is that you sharpened your skills as yeah. an artist, as, as a color. You've learned how to color something that you never did before. You know, and if you did it, it, it was like I, I bare minimum, man. I'm just going to yeah. do the bare minimum, maybe for like a logo or something, and that's it. Now you are able to produce pages of a comic. I mean, and we mentioned this earlier today. You do these live drawings every day. You're able to do these live drawings, and you're comfortable enough to draw in front of people 
draw like from beginning all the way to the end where you're talking about from sketching all the way out to like the final product which is like what you showed us that 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 image that you showed us that everybody who has pledged to the kickstarter right now uh for these nailing my toilet will get yeah. uh, as a pdf is and that's one of the things yeah that and that's one of the things that has come out of it because you've had the time to sharpen those skills yeah. because that was what was lacking when you were working full-time yeah the time to sharpen certain skills now you have those skills now you can you know you can you can produce your own books issue number four you're working on right now you were yeah. telling me you may have to change a lot of that so for anybody who picked up this in my toilet back in 07 08 and have has the original book issue number four is going to be completely different well yeah. maybe not completely different but it's going to be very different yeah. than what you have in your hands and that's something like that wouldn't have happened had you stayed working the way you were working um yeah. you know where your job owned you <laughs> and you had no time to do this uh other than maybe just film some you know remember yeah. when we used to record the, the podcast and stuff you know yeah because the roles that i'm qualified for um um require you know it's not a nine hour day you know, it's 24 hours because you're responsible for a lot of different things. And so if something goes wrong, you, you're the one who gets the call, whether it's at midnight or whatever it is. If something right. happens, you're the one who gets the call. Sure, and, sure. Um, um, more and money, so, more problems, dog. Yes. The higher, the, the yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so that's the part where like over here, I'm overqualified for a lot of these, these things. And then the ones that I am qualified for, I'm competing with a lot of other people who have, you know, because so many people have moved here. So um, there's just this, this, just this thing that's happening right now out here. And I'm like, and it's, so it surprised me um, because, you know, one of the things I was like, you know what, I'll wait and I'll, I'll, I'll put, I'll start connecting um, in the fall. And then I was like, oh, wait, what the hell? I didn't have to do this in New York. <laughs> I said, why is it taking so long? What do you mean I got de declined? What do you mean? I said, what? So that's the scary part. I was like, wait, hold on. I didn't. I never experienced this. It's very humbling. I was like, wait, I thought, you know, my resume, I'm good. When I get out here, when it's time to go back in, I got this. No, it's a different world now. And so um, you can't assume, um, you know, it's a whole different environment. Uh, the game is played differently out here. So um, um, that's the part that was like, man, I, you know, um, what can I do right now until something I secure something? And so uh, my sister um, tries for Uber and she said, yo, do this. And I was like, all right, forget it. I did it. And uh, you know, starting tomorrow, boom. So that means my, my drawing streams are going to be moved probably to the evenings um, because I will be, I'm going to be doing you know the day shifts um, uh, because I want to get like the lunch crowd and all that other stuff. I don't want to do the evenings and, um, and do that until something pops off. And then, and, and, but you know, uh, you know, readjusting the cast of craze timeline with interviews. You know, I have to readjust a lot of the scheduling um, and the things to make sure that I'm able to um, um, make time. Because now, you know, the the benefit of when I was working from home was I got to see my wife, my dogs. You know, I get to have lunch together, we have dinner together, all that stuff. But now it changes, so I gotta gotta figure out how to get play the game. But um, you know. That's the reality of it. It's not as easy. Um, comics is not easy. Um, you have to really love it because it requires a lot of sacrifice. Oh, yeah. um, yeah. And I love and I love creating. I've never loved it more than I do now. And um, you know, I'm gonna keep doing what I gotta do to try to promote it and push it. Um, but it is just not. It's just not. I mean, I have a lot of work just to do with my brand with duty. Um, uh, you know, it's this is my eighth Kickstarter, and I still haven't figured out the science behind it. 
And so, yeah, it's, uh, and you know, and it, do, it, it's like you could do all the right things. Like everybody gets it early. You know, no one's no one's ever not gotten their Kickstarter late. Um, no one got it late for me. Everything, everyone gets it early. It's always on time. Blah blah. Um, it's just it's different. Are you flirting? What are you doing? No, I just saw somebody I knew coming out of a building. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's up? <laughs> what up, yo? <laughs> no, you, you know what? You know why though? I think it's because it's it's an ever changing science. Just mm. when you think you figured something out, something yeah. else changes or something else has to be done and, and yeah. whatever. I, I think that crowdfunding is just one of those things that it's there or it's gonna constantly something's constantly gonna be changing. I think you learn from each one and you hope to do it differently the next time. But the one thing you can't control is people. You can't control their buying habits. You can't control how much money's in their bank. You can't control whether they lost their job last week and they can't pledge this week. There are certain things you can't control. There are certain things you can't. And that's what you have to account for. Unfortunately, it's tough because all you can control, Sam, is how much product you have out there, how good that the quality of that product, like you said, uh, you know, how quickly you can get to, to the customer. But other than that, yeah. it's it, it's up it's up it's up to see what happens you know um and that's tough that's what makes it tough and then you know the, the, your mind starts messing with you what the hell what's going on why why isn't this working i thought i did everything right i thought i, I did everything i was supposed to do you know yeah. when there's oh and there's always something you could have done better unfortunately it's just the reality of the situation it just is um some of us sometimes you'll get lucky sometimes you won't I, i'm a big sports fanatic man and i and i truly believe and I've seen, I, I had this this kid that played, that was working at a Wendy's. He plays for um, one of these football, I can't remember the football team. Was working at Wendy's like two or three weeks ago, bro. The other night he's playing Monday night football and, you know, intercepts a, a football and runs 99 yards, sets a record for, you know, one of the longest interceptions his in his team's history. And it's because he never gave up on his dream of playing football. Right. He went to, he worked at Wendy's because he had to. But he always wanted to play football, and that was his dream. And that night, it all—it it, was—it was all like, "This is what I work hard for." So, I'm sure that you—you're gonna have that moment one day where you're like, "Yo, at one point I was working for Uber Eats, dog." Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like at one point, that's what—that's what I had to do. And it's—it's it's all good. It's yeah. all good. It's all good. It's like, and that's why I told my... that's what you have to do. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It was you know like I mean? I told my wife. I said I don't have any pride. I said I. Mm -hmm. I it's like if it's if it's income, you know. It doesn't you know, matter. I mean, I I've been working since I was twelve years old. I was laying bricks, um, for the the local homes. I, I was sanding cars at twelve years old and 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 learning how to paint cars. Um, you know, I've delivered the paper. I've worked at a pizzeria. You know, it, it's I was a guard. You know, I I was a stock boy. And I so for me, it's like. I don't care what you do. If you can take you, 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 if you understand that your responsibility is to take care of the home, whatever that is, do it. You know, as long as it's legal, um, do right. it. Right. And yeah. uh, as long as it's legal, I just want to put that out there. But um, do it. I mean, no job. And so, I, you know, I always got annoyed with kids because you know I worked at the pizzeria and I, who I'm not going to work at Mickey D's when I was in high school. I'm not going to do this. I was like, man, I applied for Mickey D's. I applied for all these Jeff, whatever. They were they were Bro. hiring me. So I went to the Bro. pizzeria and I was like, I saw a help wanted sign. I said, hey, um, I'd like to apply for this job. I was Dude. in high school. 
Mickey D's right now, kids are making $22 an hour at Mickey D's right now. Yeah, the minimum wage is about to go up. So working at Mickey D's That's is not such a bad thing nowadays. <laughs> Word. Yo, but, but, the, but the other thing is life life is a bunch of these, bro. Up and downs, ups and downs. You're gonna you're gonna be down here, then you're gonna go up here, then you kinda come back down here, then you gotta figure out a way to get back up here. That's just what it is. That's just what life is. You know, you just can't give up on that shit. Rocco, Rocco, <laughs> what do you, you want from like me? It's the freaking realism, you know. You know, oh, what I'm saying? So it's, like, it's like I don't, I remember, I remember, um, I tried to get hired to make these, they didn't hire me when I was in high school, so I went to the pizzeria. So I helped want the sign and said, Hey, I'd like to apply for the job. He says, All right, come around the counter, show me how to make if you can make pizza. And I said, Where do I wash my hands? Yeah, said, yeah you're yeah. hired, and that's how what and that's how it happened, you know. And it was, and I was what well, I was a freshman in high school. And so, um, you know, I'm not afraid of getting my hands dirty. Um, you know, I was looking at some crazy jobs. I was like, I'll do that. I, <laughs> I, I still got my, I still got my, 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 my strength. I can do that. I can do this, you know? And, uh, so, cause you know, the reality is, you know, I'm at a crossroads, you know, you're at that fork in the yeah. road, you got to make a pivotal decision in your life. Like that, that moment where you got to say, you know what, you know, this is, I can't be selfish. I have to be realistic. And, um, uh, my dream still exists, but I have to be realistic. Yeah. No, it's true, man. It's true. Um, but at the end of the day, you got to do what you got to do. You know, it's like I said, the, the positive thing about that is that you're going to be making a little money on the side, which is perfect because you need it. And you're going to be able to do, still do what you love to do without compromising too much of that time as well. Because if you went in there and, and, and got one of those office jobs where you had to be there for you know a long period of time, and that's inevitable. This is going to suffer, and that, that's that, going to happen anyway. That'll be inevitable. I know that's inevitable. Um, 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 and that's the the reality of it. Is like if 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 I if I'm presented with a job offer for one of these jobs, I know the time it's going to require. Some of these jobs require traveling. Some of them, and, and a lot of them require you know, 12, 14 hour days. And uh, so I understand that, um, um, you know, so, and that's where I, my mind has to shift, which is why I'm trying to get book four out of the way now. So um, it's done and I don't have to worry about any delays with that. Um, you know, Cause that issue, in, well, I got to get funded on this one, um, but that one's in January, you know, so um, I'm trying to keep the ball rolling. Yeah. Yeah, man. And that's it. So, yeah. So that's that's what's happening. I mean, listen, it's tough. And for everybody out there who is trying to do this self-publishing thing, it, it isn't easy. You know, you're going to have, you know, ups and downs. You got to stick. If you love it, you got to stick with it. I mean, J.D. Rosario, big shout out to him. Like he said, sometimes you got to keep the night. I, I got shit. I'm working right now. You know, I, as soon as we get done with this, I'm going to go back to to work. And then after work tonight, I'll I'll be doing some writing. I'll be doing some lettering and, and, and keep it going, you know, keep it moving. So that's just that's just the reality of it until, until something pops off. And then at that point, quit your job and, you know, do this for a living. Yeah, that's that's it. It. I mean, it, was, it was it was it was a good ride. It was a it was a good effort, you know. Yeah, e for effort. Um, but you know, it, uh, I think for me it was just poor timing. I think you know yeah. the, the stars and the moon did not align. You know, it was like it didn't align. And uh, but like you said, I did, I did hone my craft. I did get a lot better. I learned some new applications and new software. Right. Um, you know, I'm still trying to understand this this social media space. I haven't mastered that yet. 
Um, so there's a lot, there's a lot to learn and, um, I'm a sponge. And so I think that you know, I'm a student of the game and I'll learn from these lessons and uh, I'll keep it pushing. But I, I say, you know, don't give up. You know, I'm, this isn't, we all have our stories, right? You know, JD, um, um, said it, we all have our stories and, you know, we all have tough decisions. You know, um, you know, I have, there's a, there's a creator who did really well with their campaign, but you know, they, 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 they need to have. Uh, a job, you know, there was a creator on Kickstarter that did, you know, tremendously, amazingly, I mean, you know, we're talking about like $80,000, but they still have a job um, because it's not the end or be all. The reality is, um, you know, the bills come first. And so you got to take care of the bills and uh, and you got to do what's right um, until something pops off. That's it. Yeah, so that's it. Keep hustling, keep your dream alive. Don't get discouraged. It can, it's easy to get discouraged, um, yeah, you know, big time. You know, I, I allow myself to be discouraged for at least five minutes and then I get back in the game. So I'll whine to myself, you know, and I'm like, oh, what the hell? What am I doing this? Blah, blah, blah. And then I'm back in the game. It's like, yo, Sam, snap out of it. Get back in there. You know, get, get in there. This is why you're doing it. And uh, so whine, but whine fast. Yeah, yeah. And big shout out to all you independent uh, creators out there who are trying to make it happen. Thank you guys for watching us today and, and, and being here. I didn't get hired at McDonald's right out of high school because uh, my email account at her time had. <laughs> oh, yeah. Holy cow. I kill you. I kill you. Uh, baby would write new warriors and X-Force on a train going home. Damn. Wow. That's awesome. Those are great stories, man. Those are fantastic stories. Right? That's amazing, dude. Yeah. But yeah, no, big shout out. Thank you, everyone who joined us. Who joined us today? I, mean, I, can't, I can't even see the, the, yeah, the list. This May, we got JT, uh, we got Rellis uh, to join, um, uh, Keith Murphy. Thank you so much for joining us um, this morning um, on another episode of The Morning Brew. Yes, and indeed. Again, and again, um, what's this? Oh, what's up, Hannibal Warrior? Just just he's like, oh, the boys are on. What's up, buddy? Um, uh, what was he gonna say? Oh, uh, if you um share out, share out the link for the campaign if you haven't done so already. If you backed it, thank you so much. Everybody, all the first 25 of you who backed it, this digital print will be added to your basket. And um, the next 25, I will show what that looks like. I'll send it on the updates uh, later today. Um, uh, so for every 25 that we get, um, you, there's going to be a digital print. And it's, uh, uh, like George said, I go online every day and I draw every day. And um, so thank you all for watching, for subscribing, for supporting Catch the Craze. And thank you uh, for supporting Doesn't Name It In My Toilet. And uh, so I'm going to leave you with the promo for Doesn't Name It In My Toilet. You got anything else, George? That's it. That's it. Just, uh, you know, make sure you, you pledge, subscribe to the channel. And uh, we're going to see you next week. Yes, absolutely. And um, I think we have a show airing tomorrow. I forgot the name of the guest. My bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yes, yeah, yeah. show tomorrow. So with that said, why should you support this nail in my toilet? Welcome to the third installment of my all-ages, family-friendly comedy sci-fi series. For months, I've been working tirelessly, putting together not one, not two, but three amazing stories, all centered around this one amazing character, Duty, from this nail in my toilet. And I wanted to say thank you to all of the fans who supported us at the conventions and also on the Kickstarter helping to make it so successful. Now we're back with book three. And as always, we have amazing covers and an amazing story where Duty finally gets into a house and there are humans involved in a chihuahua named Herman. 
And just in time for Halloween, I bring you Duty's Monsters on Planet Cthulhu. You're not going to want to miss this one. It's one wild ride. But I also have something for the little ones. This is an activity book, a story book filled with adventures. And at the end, your child can write their own story and create their own characters. So thank you for sticking around for the first two issues. And I hope you enjoyed this next series of books that I bring you. Your support, your investment means the world to me. And I can't do it without you. Have a great day. Enjoy reading.